It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello and welcome along to the Sunday session. This is the third instalment of the podcast. My name is Greg Hayes and over the next half hour or so I'm going to have a look back at the meeting on Saturday night at Tabcourt Park Menangle. Last night's feature race was the Frith Stakes, won by the Jack Trainer Mare Brave U Kelly. She won the race last year before going on to place in the Queen of the Pacific at Melton. It was a good effort coming from the back half of the field. The fast class of the night was taken out by the Victoria Cup bound. Hi, my name is Jeff for Jason Grimson. He's now won four straight at the track, two over the mile, two over the 2,300 metres, and he looks a pretty serious contender in the long term. On the pod this week, I'm going to speak with Joe Rando. He's the co-trainer of Toro Stride, and the talented four-year-old trotter was rewarded for some strong performances when he proved too strong for London to a brick. He's an absolute blue blood, and it will be good to catch up with Joe to discuss the victory and what's next for the trotter. He also has an interesting runner in on Tuesday, so I'll ask him about that. The last race was taken out by Ideal in Dreams. She put the riding on the wall when she placed last week and was in a near impossible position on the turn last night, but somehow she managed to find a way to win. Her trainer is David Thorne, and he's going to join me to discuss her victory and where she goes to next. The Menangle Express is back, where I give my thoughts on each of the races on the night. I'll include a win of the night, the best of the beaten runners, and a best drive this week too. And at the end of the show, I'll turn my attention forward towards the upcoming meetings and try and find a winner or two. Last week, Blue Suede Rocker got the job done for us. And my other tip, Sarah Tesloy, finished third after being beaten in a photo finish. All that is coming up on the Sunday session. And then comes a fair to cover at the head of the others. 29 for the quarter. She's a pleasure's galloped. And London to a brick had to go wide. And in the meantime, Toro Stride put up about eight or nine metres. The favourite's going to have to lift. Royal Glen Ferry. Toro Stride. He's really getting into his work now. But London to a brick is starting to trot back the margin. Toro Stride, 100 metres left to go. London to a brick's coming. Toro Stride gripping on. London to a brick won't reach him. Toro Stride. Toro Stride has been racing very consistently of late and got a deserved victory last night at headquarters with a strong performance in the Trotters event trained by Joe and Mary Rando and Joe's joining me to have a chat. Thanks for joining me Joe. Good morning, how are you Greg? Really well mate, um, deserved another win after some very consistent efforts of late. Yeah well, look, Mary and I have got a pretty good opinion of the horse, he's um, he went he went through an end um, for his first three starts, he, he made the carousel final, he, he sort of got a lot of pressure in the carousel final and um, just sort of being inexperienced, he sort of just dropped out a little bit, but he only got beaten 19. We weren't too unhappy with the run. And then um, the following week, he was um, his first ever, would you believe, a Kiwi, first ever um, standing start race. And he, he cantered away and then his sectionals were just unbelievable um, at the end of the race to get beaten a couple of metres. Yeah. Um, Bailey handled him really well in front last night, drove him perfectly um, on the turn, just got going and, and was just too fast. 
yeah, he's just got that. He's a full brother to um, Queen Alita, and um, he's just got that speed. You know, he's got that real, real sharp point-to-point speed, and he can he can sustain it. He, yeah, and Bailey. He, I said to Bailey early. You know, you do what you got to do out in front if you get to the front. You know, you don't, we don't have to run a fifty-three mile. We, you, it doesn't matter. They don't pay for speed at this race. And um, yeah, no, he he just got going, turning for home. And to, I didn't think we could beat James's horse, but I thought we could, you know, get close. Yeah. You mentioned the run in the Carousel final, and he was brave in that because he had absolutely no peace in front, um, and he, he he held on okay. Yeah, yeah, like he's. He's just like he's a really lightly raced horse, and when a horse gets up outside that type of horse, and they just poke their head in front, it just worries him out of it. You know, he just didn't know. He still doesn't know what he's doing. Like um, last night, Bailey said he switched off at about the hundred, and then when James got to him, when um, London to a brick got to him, he he picked up again and and motored up again. He said, and he, he still had plenty in hand. You know, so he's still learning. He's he's still on his L. He's got the speed. He's got the breeding. So what are the plans for him now? Um, well, um, we're just going to have a look at see what's um, early next year. Um, we're going to more than likely turn him out now and then sort of count back to where we can bring him back in. So he might have about six or eight weeks off now. And um, just see what, you know, like there's some, there's some features here at Menangle. We don't really have to travel straight away, but if we have to, we have to. No thoughts of throwing him into the deep end in an Inter-Dominion series as a four-year-old? You'd think that maybe down the track that's that's better for him? Yeah, like um, Emilio really likes to look after his horses, as you would know. Yeah. Um, and we, like if he won, if he won that standing start race the other, last, the other week, yep. um, that was automatic entry, but we... We 100% weren't going to take the the automatic entry if we won the race. Um, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. Yeah. All right. So yeah. he, he goes to the paddock and gets set for some feature races next year. Um, on Tuesday, have no fears having his third run back for you after a long time off. But he did go to the fi- uh, the trial five times. What's the story behind him, mate? He had um, he had 12 months off, a bit over 12 months off, I'd say. And um, we've just taken our time with him. Um, we had, we give him three trials and then he was, he was ready to race and we had him, we thought he could win first up and we wouldn't believe it. He just got a little problem and we had to back off for a couple of weeks and then we gave him another two trials because he, he just, because he's in that grade where you can and you can't get a run in the middle there that in that 60 grade and, um, no, well, he's. He um, went around in the carousel heats as well. His run was massive. He he, he flew home in a, in a twenty seven one quarter, so and just missed out on getting a run. So, mate, we really like the horse. He's a Group One winner. Um, he's he's done a really good job before we got him, and I think I think like even being off twenty meters, I think he's a he's a very strong horse as well. So, I think he can be thereabouts on Tuesday. Standing starts don't worry him too much. No, he actually. He was a little bit slow the other night, but it, I've stepped him in track work, and he really gets going when you ask him to go. So I think it was a bit of bit of a muddling start there the other night um, um, in that stand. So I think 
though if they don't muck around early with the other horses, he'll just step and go. Yeah. And what about him? Do you have any long term plans for him if he if everything goes well with him? Um. Well, it depends on if everything goes well and he can sort of get up to on his track work. He works as good as anything, you know. Um. And you never know. He's he's just got to prove himself at the moment. Um. And to go on to sort of the bigger races, yeah. And how many horses you're working at the moment? Oh, about oh, I think there's twelve or thirteen here. Yeah, yeah, thirteen. So keeping yeah. keep keeping you very busy anyway. Well, well, we travel from home to down to Menangle every day and back, and um, it's it's hard work traveling. That's the hard part about it. Training horses is the easy part. The traveling is the hard part. But yeah, we're very busy, Mary and I. And yeah, obviously enjoying the square gators a lot. Oh, mate, it's just something like I said before. It's something that fell into our lap, the, the trotters. But um, yeah, I think we we have a really Mary and I really love the trotters. You know, we've got some really nice paces here as well um, for Emilio. Um, but yeah, the the trotters, I I just I like them. It's it's a, it's a challenge. Well, mate, uh, it was good to see Toro Stride win last night after the, a couple of really strong runs, and uh, we look forward to seeing him when he comes back from his break. All the best of luck going forward. Mate, thank you so much. It's that time of the week where we have a look at all of the Menangle races from the night before, the Menangle Express. So here we go. Race one, Romany started the $3 favourite in a wide open event over the 2300. Jack Callaghan shot roll up forward from a wide gate. He found the front and despite being the fastest lead time for the night over the long trip, there was no speed. I think Jack might need a new nickname like the Pied Piper or something because he, he just walked them through the first half in 59.9. He did something similar last week. He just rolls to the front, and they're all happy to follow. It revved up from the half. Crime Don't Pay went from four pegs to death seat while the croupier had that soft run behind the leader. Up the straight, Arden's ace was able to squeeze out from three pegs, made a late dive. Surfers Delight finished off nicely for third. Romany hit the line for fifth, but was never a winning hope. Race two, again over the 2,300 metres. Tardelli was the short prize favourite and got his chance in front. 48-9 lead and a 58-8 first half, but looked in all sorts of trouble soon after hitting the straight. Early on, drivers looked to get to the markers. It wasn't until the back straight the final time when drivers came away from the inside. First, it was Sir Richard Lee. It gave Saginaw the perfect run into the race when it was able to pop into the 1-1. Saginaw sprinted too quickly for Bollinger, who was good in defeat. Our Uncle Jim had the back of Saginaw turning for home, but couldn't sprint with the winner. Still ground home for third. Didn't mind the finish of one for the roadie. Um, Didn't do much early, but worked down the outside late. Race number three, well, on paper, Pete said so, looked one of the bets of the night after his effort last week behind our ultimate Ronnie, but Robbie Morris was forced to work a lot harder to find the front this week off the draw. 26-5 off the gate compared to 27-6 last week, and from there on, it was anybody's race. Double encounter push forward early, so did Pitch Perfect, the eventual winner. JOK was forced to go to the chair, which gave Tuppence the nice run. In the straight, Pete said so, left the markers. Double encounter looked for that inside run, but actually came to the outside, and that gave Pitch Perfect the look, and he took it. Western style was good from one out, two back, finished hard for second. Pete said so, tried hard in third, but the first quarter effort told. Double encounter and Tuppence were both good runs. Keep following double encounter. I've got the feeling he's going to pick up another race pretty soon. Race number four was the Waratah final. Major Memphis for Aaron Goadsby was the $2.80 favourite. 
My special from Yagara, Blue Suede Rocker, flew off a, a wide draw, let in 26-6. And in this grade, that normally means backmarkers are in play. Ghostly Courage got the run behind the leader. No one wanted the spot outside the front runner. Um, Blake Mikalef then was able to really jam the brakes on in front. They ran through the middle half in 60 seconds neat. Kiang Domino sat 1-2 behind Secret Bling and Major Memphis in the running line, showed good acceleration up the straight to, wor- to wear down a blue suede rocker late. Bracken Warrior had no room at a vital stage. It was good. Sporting Robin got home late but did have the winners back at the quarter. Race number five, the Jason Grimson trained. Hi, my name is Jeff. Started the shortest price favourite of the night at $1.55. And when he found the front early, he was always going to take a lot of beating. 27-6 early and 29-6 was the second quarter. So obviously had plenty left in the tank and didn't fail to deliver. Got home in 53-5. Beaten runners, there are a few good runs. Uh, Mac Da Vinci was a clock breaker coming from one out two back for second. Took ground off the winner. Our Money Rocks finished fourth. Was really good late pushing through. It can win a weaker race. Uh, Zeus, Bromac and Narano were both okay late in the run to the line, but it basically became a dash from the half. Race number six was the feature event, the Frith Stakes. The favourite was Brave U Kelly. She hadn't raced since the 15th of July in the Golden Girl at Albion Park. Fastest first quarter of the night kept the back, the back markers interested immediately. It was 26-1, so no surprise to see the early speed horses finish towards the rear. They were Polly put the kettle on in Little Bliss. Uh, Brave U Kelly settled one out and three back, came with a strong t- uh, run turning for home, one convincingly. Stablemate BK Swy finished second after landing in front of Bayview, uh, Brave U Kelly in the run. I'm Prezi Bell was good, finishing third. Had to race outside the leader when the speed was on and was under a lot of pressure turning for home, was really tight on the line, but did do a lot of work. Stella Arden never got a crack at them from four, from four pegs, went to the line untested, looked to be full of running with Cam Hart, having to grab hold a couple of times when runs shut for him. Um, Total Diva didn't get clear air, and O'Daddy was strong to the line and can be competitive in something a little bit weaker. Race number seven, that was for the Trotters, and London to a Brick was the short price favourite at $2.10, despite that wide draw. Three went off stride early. Um, BK in the call made note of the lack of speed with the gallopers able to tack on to the field inside the final 600 metres. Toro Stride put the riding on the wall last week behind Constantinople and had excuses two runs back when it was attacked in front. Bailey McDonough wasn't forced to put his foot on the accelerator until the quarter mark, and he was too slick racing home in 27 seconds. London to a brick shouldn't lose too many admirers, just maybe those that took the $2.10. Thought one Magic Kenny in fourth was good again after last week, and Jungle Eyes did a pretty good job after going roughly early. Lost the best part of 20 metres. It finished sixth and was beaten less than that 20-metre margin. Uh, race eight, wide open betting affair. Four horses between 4 and $5.00. Ideal in Dreams was the favourite at $4.20. Mo Sislak got the lead and was able to set the speed at his own tempo. I'm in trouble came off the inside, turning into the back straight the final time, and that's when the running line started. Arguably the win of the night for mine, Ideal in Dreams, was extremely good running third last week and got shuffled back to last on the turn this week. But once she got to the outside, she exploded to grab Freddie Singh right on the post, continued his good runner form, Freddie Singh, St. Crusader placed again after the stable change. It was good. And I thought Red Reactor was strong to the line in fifth spot. So, win of the night was Ideal in Dreams, coming from last to win by that half-head margin. Best beaten effort for the night for mine was Mac Da Vinci in what became a sprint from the half. And driver of the night, 
Probably Chris Geary on pitch perfect. Not that he he just basically stayed where he was. He couldn't have been more patient, though, um, when he had the horse in front of him look to go inside. But in the end, it went to the outside, gave Chris the run up the inside, and pitch perfect was too strong. So uh, they're my thoughts on last night's meeting at Menangle. Four hundred and fifty meters left to go. Mo Sislak still in front, about to try and run them off their legs. That third section was twenty-seven and five. In second spot, it's had a beautiful drag into the race. Freddie Singer now coming to the outside to offer. Would have been Saint Crusader about to get mobilised. Freddie Singer out after Mo Sislak. An inside run appears for Rainmaker. Try to push into the clear. His eye in trouble, but Freddie Singh struck the front. One hundred and twenty-five meters left to go. It's Freddie Singh. Here comes Ideal in Dreams, and also. St. Crusader, Freddie Singh getting tired, ideal in dreams, surely not, oh this is really close, this is awfully close, ideal in dreams has maybe done the impossible here and won from last. Ideal in dreams could not have been more impressive last night, coming from last in a near impossible position to win, David Thorne trains ideal in dreams and he's joining me for a chat, thanks for joining me David. Not a problem at all. Mate, perfect performance last night, got there right on the line but uh, gee it's got some speed ideal in dreams. Yeah, she has. Yeah, I um, I uh, was a little bit surprised, you know. Um, she she ran very good sections last week, but um, you know, uh, her form tapered off a little bit last prep. Um, I think she got a bit of a virus, and um, so they they give her a good spell and come back and look really good. And um, yeah, no, she's been working good in that, and give her a couple of quiet trials, and then um, both runs this time have been really good. She she was a bit unlucky last start. They they went really slow and um. I think she got aiming 25-9 or something a quarter. So we were really happy with the run there. And, and last night, you know, she nearly come from an impossible position and, yeah, got there right on the line. She's a perfect Menangle horse, isn't she? She's just got that really high speed. Yeah, she has. You know, she's really quick. I don't think she's sort of weak either. I think she's strong enough as well. I mean, obviously, speed's probably her asset. asset but, um, yeah, no, I think she, um, she she's a pretty nice mare, I think. So what are the plans with her now going forward? Um, yeah, well, she's got the Breeders' Challenge four-year-old heats next week. And then um, hopefully we get through to the final, and that's a fortnight later. If she drew well, would could she be used out of the gate? Yeah, we, 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 let her, we give her two trials. Her second trial, we, we actually, she drew out wide. I said to Jack, just let her run out of the gate a bit, because in the past she has had a little bit of trouble doing things wrong at the start. Um, so we just want to let her roll out for 50 metres to make sure she could. And um, Jack said she actually come out quite good and felt safe and everything like that. So, yeah, if she drew good, uh, she, she'd at least be able to hold a spot anyway. Did you think she'd won on the line last night? I actually did. I was watching it in the tea room, and, and so you've got the TV. And um, I, I thought she might have got there, but it was very close. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an amazing performance. Um, I'll tell you, another another one of your runners last night who went a really good race, didn't place, but our money rocks, hit the line really solidly in a in what basically became an 800-metre dash. Yeah, that's right. He's been going really good. Um, he's quite a good horse. He's probably a little bit underrated. He just We had a little bit of trouble with him steering. Um, he's always hung his whole life, but um, we put a pole on him, and then he runs away from the pole, and then he still hangs in, and... He's sort of been a bit of a bugger for that, but um, he, he's been a really good horse to the owner. He bought him and um, and he's like he won five in a row at Menangle when I first got him, and 
he's sort of got up in grade, obviously, sort of free for all now. But um, no, he's he's going really good, and uh, he was really good last night. We made a few gear changes, put a set of block eyes on him just to make him concentrate a little bit more. And um, it, Chris was really happy with him. He said he drove the best he's driven, and and he actually probably felt as sharp as he's ever felt. So um, yeah, no, he he's knocking on the door for a win, I think. So just keep going back to Manangle and, and try and pick up that win. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he'll back up again on Saturday. It's twenty three hundred, which really suits him. The free for all and um, oh, hi, my name is Jeff. We haven't sort of been able to beat him, but he, he'll go to Melbourne for the Victoria Cup. So hopefully it's a good week where <clears throat> and it's drawn on class. So he should draw draw okay, and um, you know he should be right in the money. I'd say. Looking forward to Tuesday. Sky Blues had two runs back in the stable and goes round in a Breeders' Challenge heat. Yeah, she ran third in a heat um, a couple of weeks ago, and. And we give her another run last week, and she ran second to uh, My Ultimate Snowy, which is a really good colt. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been really happy with her. And um, it's drawn a little bit awkward on um, on Tuesday, but just hopefully we can, uh, you know, she's probably going to get into the semifinals on a third the other week. But um, if she could run second or first, it'd be even better just to guarantee it. But, um, yeah, she's starting to go good again, and um, she seems to like the Menangle track. So um, I think, you know, Emma Stewart's horse, Philly will be hard to beat in that, but um, of the rest of them, she's probably as good as any of them. What about cause and drama first starter? It's been to the trials a few times for you. Yeah, I've actually got it off Jack Trainer. Um, he had it and he, he sort of got rid of a lot of his horses. He just wanted to concentrate on a, on a few of his own. So um, I've given it a couple of trials and Jack was pretty happy with it at the trials. I think last time he, he trialled it when he had it before and, and it, it was a colt, so they got it gelded and everything and he said it felt a lot better, you know, second trial from its first. So, um, yeah, same thing. Drawn a little bit awkward, but, um, you know, he should be there about. He, he, he trialled quite good last week. All right. And what about some of the other stable stars, Antonio? Yeah, she had um, she had nine months off and we worked her back up and I took Everard up for the triad. So I just, there was an easier race for her up there. So we brought her up there and give her a start. And she won and went really good. Um, we had a fair bit of trouble with, uh, with ulcers and that, so we sort of seem to be getting on top of that. I bought her home and give her three weeks off. Um, she had such a lot of work, you know, getting to, back to the races. So, so she had three weeks off, and she's just back working up. She's probably a month off the races now, and she's starting to look really good, and I think we're getting back on the right track. So, um, yeah, she'll probably be just get ready for the open mares races and then maybe look to hopefully the ladyship mile next year. So just keep her ticking over and, and hopefully when she gets back to the races, she's she's back showing her best? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jack, the first couple of trials I give her, I wasn't really happy with her at all. She didn't trial that good and that's when we started treating her for ulcers and she improved a lot the next trial and um, and then and then we took her to Brisbane and she improved again. Jack said she felt nearly back to you know her best. So um, I just thought I'd start, give her a few weeks off, start again and, and get everything right. We've had the We've had a gastroscope done on her to make sure all the ulcers are gone and they're pretty well cleared up now. So she's starting to look really good in the coat, which she didn't before. So I think she's definitely on the right track. And um, as I said, that, that little spell will do her good. And hopefully we can just press on now and, and keep going for a while. You mentioned Everart there too. Um, what's the latest with, with Everart? Yeah, she, she um, went to, well, she went, went second in the triad, went really good. And then we took her to Melbourne and, well, she was in the heat and the, the something fell in the race, so it was a no race. And she says so she got through to the semi finals, but we worked her during the week and she worked ordinary. And 
we ended up finding out she had an epiglottic entrapment. So it's just a, a minor operation. She just had to get a flap of cut off in her throat. And um, she only had to have a couple of weeks off. But we ended up giving her three months off because there was nothing else for her anyway. So she's actually quite a really good filly. And hopefully if this was worrying her at all before, she might even be better than what we thought. But either way, she's, she's a really nice filly. And she's very big. She'd be over 16 hands. Um, for a two-year-old filly, so I think three months off will thicken her up and and she'll really mature as a horse. And um, yeah, look, looking forward to her next year. She's actually quite a nice filly. All right, Thorny, thanks for joining me. Ideal in Dreams, great performance last night. We look forward to seeing it go around in the uh, Breeders' Challenge sheets. All the best of luck. No worries, thanks, Greg. Just had a text from Joe Rando in the middle of the show to say he and Emilio have been discussing Toro Stride since I spoke with him, and rather than send him to the paddock straight away. He's going to head to the Breeders' Crown next month in Victoria. So that's the latest information right up to date and straight from the horse's mouth. No paddock for Toro Stride. He goes to the Breeders' Crown. Brings me to the end of another podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the Sunday session. Before I go, let's see if I can find three winners this week. I mentioned at the start of the podcast, last week we went one from two with Blue Suede Rocker winning and Sarah Tesloy finishing third. At Canberra tonight, I'm going to go with race six, number eight, Ice Blaster. Forget his last run at Yagara when he went around in a heat of the Waratah series behind Blue Suede Rocker. Didn't get on the track. Well beaten. This looks a fair drop in class. Good draw off that second row, can push through and has a good record at Canberra, having won two of seven with three minor placings. So the first special is Ice Blaster for Corey Parker and Taylor Osmond. And then I'm going to go to Newcastle on Monday, race eight, number 10, Kalara Dragon, three-year-old filly. She's won two of seven. Importantly, two of the wins have been here at Newcastle. Fourth last time out on the track when a $2.70 favourite but worked really hard to find the front. 27-6 first quarter, got tired in the straight, raced roughly and was beaten 7.5 metres. I think drawn the second row, she's shown that she can race from off, off the pace and finish off her races nicely. So race 8, number 10, Kalara Dragon. And that takes us to Menangle on Tuesday with Heats of the Breeders Challenge. There'll be some short price favourites. I think Small Tees can win the last. Race 10, number 9, Small Tees. Finished second behind Sir Simon last Tuesday. Worked very hard off the arm, 27-3. And then Brian Portelli got running, 27-8 third quarter. And was just left a, a sitting duck for Sir Simon to grab it on the post. I think we can go forward again and prove too strong. My ultimate Johnny goes round in the race. My ultimate Johnny finished third last week and wasn't too far behind Small Tees. He'll be better for the run as well. But I think if Small Tees puts his best foot forward, he can get back into the winner's list and bring up his ninth career win. So that is race 10, number nine, Small Tees. So that's it for another week, the Sunday session. I'll be back again next Sunday, taking a look at everything that happens at Menangle on a Saturday night.